Um, welcome to this week's podcast. Today we are joined by Kevin Nolan, who works in New Park, um, also a secondary school teacher. So I'm going to be calling him Sir throughout this because, yeah. Um, so this is also sponsored by Froga and brought to you by Kilkenny County Council. Um, so, sir, to start it off, we're just going to go an icebreaker just to kind of ease it in. Um, yeah, okay. So... The first one is your favourite colour. Uh, from colour, definitely blue. Kind of a lighter blue, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and your favourite book? That's a very hard one to start off with. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of did this book um, about a goalkeeper called Robert Enka. Uh, it's, a kind of, it's a really sad book. It's called A Life Too Short, but it's a kind of really, really powerful read. And... It's something that's always kind of stuck with me. So I read it years ago. So that's probably my favorite book. It's called A Life Too Short, about a German goalkeeper called Robert Enke. Really, really good book. Um, your favorite food? Uh, favorite food. Oh, I love food. Um, <laughs> probably, probably, I'd say pizza. I'd say it's just probably edges of the Just about. Yeah. Um, your favorite thing about hurling? Uh, favorite thing about hurling, I just I kind of love the kind of team environment. I love being yeah. kind of being able to kind of play play in a team and kind of being able to just kind of help out a team in, in many ways. And I do love what I love about hurling is that you can, can just you can forget about everything. It kind of gives you this space to just go out on the pitch and just for that hour and a half of training or for the hour of the match, it's just you, your hurl and the slitter and the teams around you and everything else is kind of fades away. And it's just kind of you and the sport. I love that about it. Yeah. Um, do you like tuna on pizza? Yeah, so actually I listened to a few of the podcasts kind of getting preparation and I heard this tuna on pizza thing and it was just, a no, no for me. And if I ever come to power, if, if you say tuna, tuna and pizza is a straight life sentence in prison. Just not, <laughs> no, not happen. There we go. Um, so you're obviously a teacher. Um, yeah. What are your favorite subjects to teach? Uh, so I teach history and English and my favorite subject definitely is history. Uh, like yeah. I, said, I love English, but I've, history has always been my kind of first passion. So definitely prefer to teach that yeah um if you couldn't teach history you have to pick another subject what would you teach oh besides english as well yeah um that's a good one as well uh, i don't know it goes for something mad will i go for music or something like that something really <laughs> out there or I don't know, it's kind of a natural one then maybe be religion. Can you, can you kind of put that together? I see that put together with history and English quite a bit. So I might kind of go into that one. So if I had to pick something yeah. math, maybe music. But so yeah, either then. No maths, no? God, no, no. Uh, if I can't add, save my life. And it is the last thing I would do in like, no matter how much you pay me, you could offer double, double salary. I'm not doing maths, <laughs> not a hope. <laughs> Sorry to that's disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's all the um, icebreaker questions I have. Perfect. So I'm just going to go straight into the big questions. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. 
Right. Uh, so let's see. I'm kind of, as you said, I'm a teacher this year in St. Bridges College in Callan, where I'm teaching uh, history and English. Uh, I'm actually a student teacher. So I'm kind of in college um, partway through the week and then in the school, the other part of it. Uh, so that's, I'm kind of learn, um, get my master's done, just about finished it. Uh, to qualify as a full-time teacher and hopefully now next year I'll be off looking for a, a job, an actual proper job in a school somewhere. Uh, so yeah, um, kind of just finishing finishing up the master's for that. Um, otherwise, kind of, I also work in the New Park Hotel in, um, in Kilkenny City. I work in the kids club in there, I'm a supervisor in that. So in between kind of college and teaching in the school, that's what I'd be doing. So either I'm either working with unruly older teenagers are unruly young primary school age people that's I, that's my life really is dealing with you <laughs> lot constantly <laughs> um you made that sound like a bad thing uh i know no 99 percent of the time it's it's a fantastic thing there's one percent of the time though where it just yeah. <laughs> you're a strangle of salt yeah but i yeah. won't say that i won't say that uh, <laughs> Um, what got you interested in working with young people? Uh, it's hard to know, it wasn't something I kind of set out to do from the start. I kind of had different kind of, when I was coming up through secondary school and leave doing my leaving cert, I wanted to be a guard. So that's what I wanted to be. And I had my eyes just 100% set on that. And it was only kind of gradually as the years kind of went by and I wasn't getting into the guards and other stuff was coming up that kind of realized maybe and then when I got into the kids club kind of years ago I was just walking to like I like this, this is good I like I, I like helping the kids I like kind of just seeing them smile and seeing them laugh and kind of being kind of maybe a good influence on them or in hopefully in some ways and it kind of just built gradually up to the point where I kind of went you know I, I like doing this I like being able to help people or help young people maybe uh, find a way or find something that they enjoy doing and I kind of decided then of like yeah, I want to do this. I want this is this is what I want to do kind of with my life. I want to kind of work with young people in some way and teach and educate them or just kind of hopefully hopefully in some way be a good influence for the future for them. I just and that's what I kind of came came along that way. And, and so far it's been a fantastic decision. I've loved every minute. Good. <laughs> um what aspects of working with young people do you enjoy? So um I think from two different ways, I start, from the school in teaching, what I love working kind of is um, when you can see kind of a student is maybe not fully understanding something, you're teaching them and slowly but surely it begins to click and you can see that in their head that they're finally beginning to understand something. And that just is a fantastic feeling to be able to say that, oh my God, I was able to help them with that. I was able to, I was the one to kind of help them maybe understand something or or kind of give them the, the excitement of some amazing feeling. I think nearly any teacher you'd ask would say something along them lines that it's just that ability to be able to help uh even like I said, just get them interested in a topic like if you're, obviously minor history in English. So if I came someone came to me saying, Oh, sorry. I really enjoyed the history. I really liked learning this about it. Like this makes me feel great because obviously I have contributed in some way to that. Uh, so yeah, that's from kind of the teaching point of view. From the kids' club point of view, kind of the kids are a lot younger. So what I love about that is 
what we basically do is we play games. When I'm in a new park, I play tag. That's what I do. Or I run around. We play four corners. We do nonsense games that just has them laughing and smiling and just having a great time. And that's a, another fantastic feeling. To be able to say that you put a smile on a kid's face is oh, it's one of the best things I've ever to be able to do. To know that a kid is going home happy and just kind of telling their parents, oh, we did all this great stuff. And you were able to kind of make them happier, make them enjoy the day so much more. It's just a, it's a brilliant, brilliant feeling. I, I love that about kind of working with young people. It's just, a, yeah, just seeing the smiles on their faces and knowing that you were so way responsible for that. It's just a fantastic feeling. Oh, <laughs> um, so what subjects do you teach? So, uh, so I teach history and English uh, are my ones. So I have a degree. So I, before I did my master's, I did a kind of what's called an undergraduate degree in St. Patrick's College or Carlow College, St. Patrick's, kind of a small little college in Carlow Town. Um, so what I did there was a in, purely English and history degree. So I would learn kind of all these fancy kind of books I have them all up behind me probably I know you can't see them in the pockets but I have all the books Pride and Prejudice and Wuthering Heights I read all this stuff and I read The Butcher Boy and all these mad kind of things uh through for my English degree in history then I was learning about kind of the Crusades and all this and uh that's where kind of the subjects came in so when I came to do my master's um they were the subjects that I, I kind of went forward with um because I could maybe in years to come, I could add maybe other subjects, like I said, like religion or CSPE or SPHE, they're kind of ones I could maybe add on. But at the minute, it's history and English are my, are my focus. They're the, the ones that I like doing the most. <laughs> um, what kind of relationship do you have with the young people? Uh, I don't know. It's... it's it's hard to know. It's it's probably for maybe for the young people to be able to tell me kind of what kind of relationship they have. I'd like to maybe I'd like to say what relationship I think I'd like to have with them. I'd like to, like to have one where um, that the young people they, they they can trust me that they can know they can like that I'm not just out there to get as their teacher like that kind of get you catch a moment or anything like that and uh, trying to help them in. in learn and, and advance kind of in many ways and build a relationship where they they can trust me and they can come and talk to me and if anything is is wrong or is something's just not going right in class and any of that that way i'd like to think that um, my students can be comfortable enough coming to me and just saying that or just being able to voice their opinion in class i'd like students to be able to kind of like, just be able to put up their hand and go ah sorry i I don't I don't agree with that or I think I have an opinion of this and that the classroom is a place where people can kind of give their own little opinion like it's not where you just have to sit down shut up and listen to me that's not a kind of a room I want or a classroom I want so that's kind of a relationship I'd like to build up is that yeah basically trust and that they can have just come up to me and say well sir look something's not going right or I'm not really understanding this and know that I won't just kind of jump down their throat that I will kind of take the little bit of time to maybe help them out or uh, just do whatever I can and if I can't do anything then maybe pass it on to someone else who maybe knows more than me that might be able to help them uh, so yeah in general that's kind of the relationship I, I'd like to say that I have and I'd like to strive to kind of uh, throughout my career continue to have um, I suppose it is up to the students kind of in many ways to kind of I don't know, see that they're comfortable in themselves and 
understand what relationship I want as well with them. And I just, so yeah, hopefully along them lines and for the future, we'll kind of keep, keep going, trying to do that as, as much as I can. Um, so we'll see, and hopefully if you get me far enough. Do you think it's important to have a good relationship with the students and why? Oh, it's, I think it's massively important. It's massively important to have a good relationship with your students because they'll only, if, if they don't trust the teacher, they're not going to want to learn or they're not going to try learn in class. They're just going to kind of just, I don't know, ignore you or just not have an interest in the subject. So I think having a good relationship with your students is key. It also, and it also makes teaching so much more enjoyable. I mean, if you go into a classroom and you know that the students are going to be there and they're like, they're, I'm not expecting every student to love the subjects I teach. I know that's not going to be possible. But if a student kind of comes in and goes, I oh, look, it's Mr. It's Mr. Nolan. I know like that I'm not going to be getting an awful class today or something. They're thinking that uh, at least he's going to give his best, best effort for you kind of thing. And that's what I, I kind of want. So yeah, it's, it's, it's massive to have a, a good relationship with students. Just again, so that they trust you, and uh, yeah, I suppose they just know that you're giving your best for them, and that you want your best for them. And I think that's every teacher kind of uh, will want that. It's not just me saying that. I know at times you might think a teacher, oh my god, they're out to get me or something, but they're not. No teachers ever kind of really out to get you. They what they want, they always might. It might seem like it, but what they really want is just want the best for you. And maybe that might be mightn't come across. Uh, maybe sometimes is. Oh my God, they're angry with me or at my dash, or they're not in a good mood with me. But it's not really that. It's just they do want the best and they want to see the best for their students. And I think that's kind of like I said, why relationships are, are so, so, so important with kind of students to be able to build it up. And I think you can see that a lot in, I would say, in St. Bridges, uh, Noel. I think you said there's a lot of teachers out there that will take their time to have a word with any student and they'll just they'll do their best and like i said sometimes you might be going oh my god why won't this one just leave me alone like i don't want to talk to him but like i said it's not it's not out of kind of anything vindictive that they're going after it is to just want to see their to see the best for you and that's like i said that's kind of why i think it's very important to have a good relationship with students and that's kind of what i want to hopefully be able to like do throughout my career yeah um what are your views on youth mental health uh so yeah mental health is is massive obviously it's it's kind of the cornerstone of life you have to have if you have good mental health things come that maybe a little bit easier or better um i won't i won't claim to be kind of like an expert on on the topic right like that but i do think it's it, it's something massive um to be able to just kind of be assured of yourself in many ways and i'm not saying like that you have to be overconfident or ego or get into it because there's always going to be stages in life when you're feeling down or things are not feeling right. Um, but it's just to be able to kind of maybe recognize them, them kind of dips and troughs and be able to maybe go talk to someone. Because I think maybe there is a slight perception. Um, I know even when I was growing up, there's a perception that you, if you went to talk to someone, it's kind of a weakness. You're kind of, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm not kind of showing, I'm showing my kind of a weakness or a vulnerability. But actually, I would say it's the complete opposite. If you, you kind of go and talk to someone is not a weakness at all. It is a massive show of strength and courage. It is amazing to be able to kind of, when you're maybe at your most vulnerable, feeling at your weakest and maybe in a dark moment, 
to be able to go and talk to someone about that is like the furthest thing possible from a weakness. It's a, just an absolute incredible show of strength. And that's what I'd like to tell kind of maybe young people out there if, they're, if they are feeling maybe down or they don't know where to go is try to talk to someone that you trust. Maybe that if your parents, a friend, uh, a teacher, anyone at all. And like I said, it's it kind of really will kind of do everything they can to help you. People won't just kind of, if you tr kind of trust them and you love them and they love you, they're not going to turn you away. That's just not going to happen. So you have to kind of, I know it's a, it's a big leap to be able to kind of make that step. And like I said, that's why it's such a show of strength to be able to do that, to take that chance, to use the courage that, and, and to step up and say it. And yeah, it's just, like I said, that's just, uh, you know, so mental health is, is massive but it's massive to be able to kind of talk to someone and show that like show them your kind of vulnerability and hope and get them to kind of help you in many ways um yeah it's, it's, i don't know yeah it's, it's just it's, it's very very tough and especially kind of think over the last year or so with everything with the kind of COVID and everything and people being kind of maybe shut away a bit more it has been so much tougher and that's why it is kind of as we're kind of hopefully maybe coming out a little bit more, that people kind of do kind of meet up again and start chatting with people and start going out and just having words and talking and all this. And it's not, I'm not saying you have to go out and just kind of blurt it all out to everyone. Um, like you can tell them in, in little bits, like tell them I wasn't feeling too good this day, or like I said, you don't have to give them the life story straight off from the start if, if you don't if you don't want it. It's just building up them little bits and little bits more and more to the point where you're you're comfortable telling them kind of more important things and yeah and you kind of when you when you talk to someone then it kind of like i said the problem shared is a problem halved as they say and it does does help to have someone else to know and they can help you through and maybe if they see you then kind of slumping again they can pull you out a little bit more or you can kind of go to them then when you're slumping and, they, and they'll know the situation and it's just all about building that bit up more and more so that, like I said, it's not going to go away. I can't say it's like if you open up to someone, that'll be the problem gone. It will still be hard and still be tough, but it certainly, it, it helps so much. And it kind of helps in a way that then the next time it maybe happen, you can catch it that bit sooner. And you're able to go, right, I can feel myself slumping a little bit. I'm going to talk to someone. And maybe then if it happens, if it happened again further down the road, you can catch it even sooner and sooner. And each time you do that, it kind of, you get to it before it gets worse and worse, worse each time, if that makes sense. So you're kind of not leaving yourself slumped, slumped at a really, really dark place or the bad place that you were at the very, very start. So I would just like, I'd encourage anyone out there if they are kind of feeling any way down or anything like that, just to try talk to someone. And like I said, it's, it's a massive show of strength to be able to do that. That's thing i want to get across mostly don't be kind of thinking oh my god people think i'm crazy or people think i'm weak no it's uh, just fantastic courage to be able to do something like that yeah um does our school do anything to support young people with positive mental health or spread positivity for positive mental health or yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely does now. Um, I know there was kind of maybe this year it was kind of hard, a bit harder. We were getting a few talks and stuff, and COVID and everything. We couldn't really go, maybe go ahead as much. But it does. There's kind of different, you know. So like, 
And it's things you mightn't even think about. I know you kind of did the uh, the fourth chair kind of show there just the other day, which I heard was went on half the night. But uh, yeah. stuff like that is uh, very kind of that's that's all kind of to do with mental health as well, because it's enjoying yourself and different things and learn different things. And the school does many different things like that and kind of raising money for the, for this and different things you've seen over the last few weeks. Uh, so yeah, it, it it all it, there's always something going on, and even maybe what students don't see. Uh, in the background, there's always the school is always doing something to kind of look after a student's mental health. I mean, simple things like, um, oh, I was teaching Mary, just Mary this morning or something. She was a little bit down in class. Can maybe you keep an eye on her in the next class? So something students don't see, but the teachers are always kind of in the background, kind of going, making sure that they're all, they're okay, and that if oh look, so so and so was maybe having, it, like, they had their head down on the desk or acting like this in class, and like I said, teachers aren't aren't. They're not gossiping and saying stuff like that. It is, it's just kind of they're looking out for you. They're looking out for students. And I think the school, uh, St. Bridges and Callum does that kind of very well. They kind of, as, as a student, the students might actually see it, but it is happening all the time in the background. And then you might kind of get, like, you could be walking in the corridor and you could see a, just, a teacher just chatting away for a minute with a student. And that could be just them, like, seeing how they're getting on during the day or acting like that. Really, really simple things. Um, and they go a long, long way, I think. Um, it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't always have to be this big, mad, grand gesture or something. Two or three little words here and there could make someone's day. It could be something as simple as that. They could be having a really, really bad day and you could just stop and go, hi, how are you, Mary? Or how are you, Jack? Or whatever, just how are you getting on today? Or how was training last night, if you knew something about that? So teacher, teachers kind of getting to know their students maybe a little bit outside school as well and in, in what they kind of enjoy or their passions. And you can say that to them. Um, and I said, stuff like that like, happens in the school the whole time. And it is all stuff that reinforces kind of health and positive mental health and uh, along them lines. So. Yeah, it's like I said, the school does a lot. Uh, some of it is not is kind of unseen, but it's kind of nearly that is more important really than, or maybe not more important. So that's more influential, maybe we'll say, than some some other things. So yeah, yeah. Um, and in normal times, other than COVID, we'd have like a positive mental health week as well. Yeah. yeah. So um. Yeah, can you tell us about your path after the leaving cert and how it led you to where you are today? Oh, good lord! Yeah. Um, no. So, <laughs> here we go. Uh, after the leaving cert, so I, um, I did my leaving cert at all the way back in two thousand and nine. So I came out at the height, kind of just the height of the last big recession. Uh, I came out, and like I said, I always wanted to be a guard. Wouldn't just bullheadedness kind of fred from like four or five years of age that's what i wanted to be uh, but when i came out embargo on recruiting guards so there was no recruiting the guards you couldn't become one for love nor money uh and that went on i think oh god i don't know how three four years maybe i could be wrong but it went on for years so i came out in that and i didn't have a great leave insert i kind of because i had that idea i wanted to be a guard so i didn't really maybe do the best leave insert let's say uh, I got no CAO offer, none whatsoever. I've ever sit down, opened the letter and just been nothing. <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay, what do I do now? Uh, so after, after that then, um, I suppose I kind of had, had to try to find a job. Um, 
But there was no jobs to be had because, if I said it was the height of recession, half the country was seemingly nearly unemployed. So I ended up going on the dole, start off with, or on kind of social uh, welfare, we say. And uh, that happened. Um, I ended up then the year after kind of coming out, I reapplied to the CAO for a thing called a course called legal studies in WIT in Waterford. Uh, luckily, this time the points had managed to come down enough from last year that I got in, which was great. I was oh yes, this is great. This will help me out now with the guards. I'll go down there and it'll be fantastic. So I joined. I uh, went into WIT, and I oh, God, this course was just intense. It wasn't what I expected at all. <laughs> and I was sitting there in the back of the lecture halls of WIT, scratching my head, going, "I haven't the foggiest what any of these people are going on about." Uh, I scraped, scraped, I mean, through first year of it, got uh, mostly through kind of second year then, and I just went, nah, I, this is this is just pointless. I'm not learning anything. I'm not going anywhere with this. And I ended up kind of leaving or dropping out, we'll say, uh, for that. And then, so yeah. But next, by next, then probably back onto the social welfare because I had nothing else in again. Still, the, the recession was still going on. There was no kind of jobs around, so I was back on that for ages, and that was miserable. I felt I felt horrible doing like I just kind of felt like nearly at times I was stealing money, and I just did I just didn't didn't like it at all. I hated it, so I need I knew I had to kind of do something else. Uh, what happened then is I went and tried to join, I joined the Garda reserves. So the reserves are kind of just a voluntary force kind of that helps out with maybe duties with the actual guards and so I joined that and I said this would be great experience again when I hopefully eventually do get into the guards in the years and the years afterwards and ended up doing that ended up doing it in Carlo really enjoyed it I was kind of I do all the kind of things I'd be in the office to put office answering the phone or doing the radio out to the car or going up to the hatch and you know signing people's passport forms and all this and doing all these other different things and uh, I'd be out in the squad car on the beach or like nights out. So we would have been wandering outside the foundry in Carlo kind of at three o'clock in the morning while people were bumping off each other because they were, let's say, worse for wear. Um, so doing all that kind of thing. Uh, in the meantime, while I was doing that then, I, I got a job. Uh, so I got a job in a call centre helping people set up their online banking. And that was awful <laughs> as well <laughs> i hated it it was just day-to-day -day misery of answering the phone having people want to set up their banking and then people calling out stuff they shouldn't be calling out because they're pins and i went on and they hear these pins and just oh and just misery and then people giving out because they couldn't get the money in their account and i was just listening to it so that drove me uh, uh to despair i hated that i um i eventually i left that then as well um so still in the guard reserves and at this time kind of working along with that i managed to get another job in a petrol station uh, kind of working in a spar worked that for it was all right it, was, it wasn't the best but it was kind of at this stage then where i realized look i want to make something else i want to be something more than this like I, there's something more kind of in me and i i wanted to do it so i kind of went looking for college degrees uh something like that or something to do and I stumbled across the uh, ancient history tree in in um, Carlo College, and I said, "Right, I love I love history, I love English, makes sense. Might as well do this. Uh, give it a go." 
So I joined, uh, signed up uh, through, didn't actually, not through the CEO. So as a mature student, so after 23 years of age, you can sign up as a mature student. You don't need to kind of go through the CAO and it's it's a different kind of uh, pathway of doing it. Uh, so I did it through that and I was given a place. Uh, that was in 2015 and best choice I ever made. Uh, absolutely like loved it. Uh, I actually, I left the kind of reserves in after that because I just didn't have time really to kind of do the college course and all the work and do that. So I, I kind of left that. Well, actually, I, sorry, I'm going to leave it out a bit as well. I, I did it. When the guards did open up, I did apply for it. Um, I think there's like 300 positions and about 15,000 people went for them. And I was thinking, yeah, you know what? I have the reserves. It might help me out. Didn't even get past the first stage. Shut down, gone, nothing. Uh, so I was like, ah. <laughs> crap <laughs> so that didn't go anywhere and that again led to maybe looking at the English and history degree in Carlo and I said I went into there in 2015 and best four years of my life I made some of the greatest friends I've ever had still really really close to them and it kind of four years flew by just a pure just kind of laughing and messing and studying it was just absolutely fantastic and then after that I eventually uh, got, I got into the master's in Minute, doing two years of that, and I'm literally just finishing it. Got my thesis results yesterday. Uh, absolute delight of the thesis results. Uh, got a got a first class honours in it, so uh, over the moon. And um, yeah, so in the next couple of weeks, I'll be kind of officially then uh, a teacher. So that's kind of the way. Uh, it's it's kind of it's gone since since the leaving cert. It's been a, it's been a long road, but it's been a road that's a. Uh, looking like it's leading to a good place. Yeah, you're a good teacher, so. Thank you very much. You've answered my next question already. I know, um, go on, ask it anyway. Uh, can you just have a chat now about the Leaving Cert and that it's okay if we take a different route? Yeah, so is it I didn't kind of go the traditional way, kind of straight out of college and or straight out of school and into college and then got a job, obviously. <laughs> I've kind of gone a, a long route. And kind of to students that like the leaving cert is is it is important. No point telling you the other way. It is important. And it's important that you work hard and give it your best. But I also want to say that it's it isn't the end of the world if you don't get exactly what you want. You can like it, that might be what you want 10 years down the road. You never know. I, I, I like as a teacher, I'm going to encourage you work as hard as you possibly can and, and do the best you possibly can. I'm not going to say sit there and tell you, actually, it doesn't matter. Sit in the back of the class and just do do that. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. But work work as hard as you can. But if, if that day when you open the CEO offer and it's like, oh no, I'm after missing my course. Okay, you're going to be like you're going to be hurt and you're going to be upset. But it's 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 not the end end of the world. There's so many other things to open up for you, and you can. Go down so many other different paths and as like i say when, Kurt, when you are maybe filling out your ceo and stuff is if you have your heart set on saying i don't know let's say doing business in cork and i would encourage them to put underneath that and like maybe business in limerick or business in ucd or just different places put down the other the other options as well because if you don't get the first one you could possibly still get your second or third one and you never know it might turn out to be even better than the first one you got because you'll get into college and you'll make new friends and you'll be living in a new place and things will just be take off from there. So I would just really, really encourage kind of just uh, kind of don't just kind of uh, 
maybe focus solely on one thing like I did with the guards like have have your other few options like of your business in, di in different colleges and if you kind of be open to going to different places as well and even different courses uh, so like if you like I said just giving business as an example but if you didn't think you were going to get business and you thought there was something maybe similar like I don't know what else could it be commerce I think it's reasonably similar you could put that down further down the uh, the order then as well and you might get that one and that could lead you on to do commerce you might and love that and then you can maybe go into business another way and uh, i said if things don't don't always have to kind of won't or so won't always go the way you think they're going to go and that mightn't always be a bad thing i mean look at myself i kind of like i said i always set and being a guard and now i'm in a place where i never thought in a million years would be but i love it and that's just kind of so that's something could happen could happen to any of you out there and it's just to keep keep kind of working hard keep striving and you can like you can achieve kind of what you want to achieve if you keep going and there's nothing to say either like if you if you didn't get an offer from the ceo that you can't work for a year there's nothing wrong, wrong with that there's nothing getting a job and and earning your own money and then kind of paying for your college maybe a year later if you got another ceo offer that's a, if you're paying your own way that's a fantastic thing to be able to do as well and so there's nothing everyone kind of goes at their own pace you don't i know it's, i've always kind of i'm quite bad for myself kind of like compare myself maybe to people my own age and look at them kind of going oh my god look where they are in life but you, you you have to kind of try not to do that you have to try kind of just get there at your own pace and you will you you'll get there it's the thing you kind of have your you set yourself the goal and you're willing to work hard enough for it you will you, you'll you can achieve it right it mightn't happen as quickly as someone else will happen but it will happen and you'll be happy doing that then and yeah and kind of for people then who are like wondering oh my god is life kind of changing making this decision and i'm going to be stuck with this for the rest of my life no there's no reason to say 10 years down the road that you go i've had enough of doing this i'm going to look into another job you don't have to be the same thing for your entire life or right, people get into it and they love it and they and they and they do it for their life but you don't have there's no there's no written into law that like i have to all right i put down i put down business or i put down teaching to my ceo this is what i'm going to be from now from i'm 23 until i'm 103 no you can get to 20 you can do it from 23 and you can do it to 35 and go right i've enjoyed this but i don't think it's for me anymore i'm going to look into it a different career so things change and go all over the place so basically kind of maybe in short is work hard for leaving cert give it the best you can and see where it takes you then it might it might take you off down a completely different road and you might love that road but uh yeah just always always give your best that's all i can really say yeah um thank you so much sir um i'm sure there will be a lot of young people listening to this and your words will inspire them i really enjoyed doing this podcast um <laughs> And I think it's important for young people to hear your story. So to finish it up, we're going to play a game of this or that. Yeah. This will be interesting. Okay, so um, tea or coffee? Tea. Definitely. Winter or summer? Uh, summer. Summer. History or English? Oh, history. <laughs> I knew that iphone or android i'm an android person i've never had an iphone so android all the way <laughs> right. obviously not the right answer given the look there <laughs> <laughs> no, i never said that i was all right 
Um, early bird or night owl? Um, I probably, I'm more of an early bird. I can I can get up quite early and, and function. So you kind of have to as a teacher as well. So yeah. Um, pizza or Chinese? Pizza. I said pizza was my favorite. I do love a Chinese, but um, pizza is still just about tips. Yeah, like our pizza and home activity. That was nice. I tried it and I did enjoy it. And even uh, Miss, I tell you, Miss Miller's enjoyed it as well. She had it in the staff room. She was like, "Oh, that's actually too bad." <laughs> so yeah, we make good pizza. And shout out to the boys in the in the in the, in the school across the road. Their pizza was nice too. I have to give them credit as well. <laughs> yeah, ours is still a bar though. <laughs> Um, hurling or Italian football? Um, yeah, so I suppose for those of you who don't know, I'm kind of I'm mad into Italian football. I kind of got this weird kind of obsession with it when I was a bit younger. And I kind of just love following it and watching it and even going over to matches over there. And it's just an entire other world entirely, kind of bonkers, crazy kind of Italians doing mad things, and I just love it. But Despite that, I still have to give it to Harlan. It tips it like it's all it's something I've done since I've been able to walk, or even before that, I've been holding her. So, uh, yeah, Harlan is still the number one. How did you know hurling was for you? Uh, oh, that's um, that's a good one. I suppose it's just always oh, just something I did. Kind of, it's just I, my dad kind of put a hurl in my hand when I was like three, four years of age, and that was it. And I just kind of ran with that in for <laughs> the, re the rest of the time uh, and I went down and I trained uh, right, with my club kind of very young age and just kind of built it up from that and through the years and playing playing it all and it's just something I just came to love and it's just kind of something that's always all in the family all the brothers play it and the uncles played it uh, kind of when, when they were when they were playing and, and uh, cousins all play it and it's just something we all can do so yeah it's something I love um that's all my questions but is there any questions you want to ask uh myself yeah me oh, i don't yeah. know any any questions oh um i don't know i didn't i have i wasn't really thinking about any questions i don't know oh. can you still hear me yeah Oh, sorry, my yoga's that. Sorry, my thing went a bit it cracked a bit there. But uh, no, I don't think I have any really questions. I did. I wasn't planning for that. But uh, no, I've just to say I kind of I really enjoyed this. It's been uh, been excellent getting to chat to you and uh, kind of telling you my my bit of hopefully my story and hopefully that might help a few people out there if they're kind of listening. That you know things will uh, just if you share your problem and hopefully talk to people you trust and you love and things will things will hopefully go all right and go in the right direction right just that's what i kind of want to get people to know and don't be afraid to talk like i said i want to say again it's it's not weakness it's, it's strength to be able to do it yeah thank you um i don't know what else to say <laughs> um Um, thanks so much for joining our podcast because I know being a teacher is hard and you have classes to prepare for. So, No, my pleasure. I, I really enjoyed it and uh, thank you very, very much for having me on. Um, and that's a wrap for our podcast. Uh, tune in.